Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Fantasy sports and politics. Get ready to rumble. You want to talk back? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live, you know what got mine. But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We're talking fantasies, books, and It's that time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I got to do one thing before I kick this uh, show off. Just one. And I got to thank my boy JT for uh, providing this to us. And I don't know why it's not coming up for me now. And I don't know what JT is, but it's football time. And, uh, Listen, I'm going to keep it real. I vow not to watch NFL football. I did. And this past Thursday, I missed one hell of a game. One hell of a game. And I started to watch the replay and all that. I was like, no, can't do it. Can't do it. I had to beat myself up just a little bit uh, because I, I was yeah, yeah I just don't know how much I love football but I saw highlights as I said I would um, and it is going to be very difficult for me not to watch NFL games this is week one, and my laptop doesn't want to con- uh, conform to what I'm trying to get it to do here. That's kind of bothering me, but um, this is week one. I am extremely, extremely uh, excited about week one. There are some great... Uh, my point of emphasis is to focus in on what's going to happen this week. Listen, all the preseason, all the, you know, draft and all that, it's over. Your whistle got wet Thursday night. Thursday night when we saw, or you guys saw, I had to fight myself 
Um, the Patriots take a serious L from uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I'm, I'm not one to talk bad about a team unless it's the Cowboys. And yes, I will dog them out even with Zeke or without Zeke. Can't stand the Cowboys. But I think this is the wrong time for me to not watch the games. Keeps it real on that one too. Might be the wrong time for me to not uh, you know be a part of the NFL. I, I, I just want to tell you that I'm having some issues here with my computer. There we go. Computer's back up. Sounds back up. Jerry's still not here. But I've been buying time so I can do this. Just to tell you how I feel about the NFL. Here it is here. Let's go. Ain't no room for hesitation up in here. It's time to leave it on the field. Because it's game time. It's time to make your hard work pay off. Make your mom and dad proud. Make your opponent pay the price. It's time to step up and get it done, son. You go hard or you go home. From the first whistle to the last. Bring it all day, every play. Because you know your boys are going to put on the line for you. They got your back, so you better have theirs. This is about the team. It's about pride. It's about who's the hungriest. So what's it going to be, man? You going to leave it on the field or you going to leave it inside? You going to leave it or something in your tank? Or you going to do what champions do? Leave nothing. Leave nothing. Leave nothing. I'm the hottest So what you going to do? You going to leave nothing on the field? Or you going to leave it all on the field? Empty your gas tank. That's the speech I'm giving to anybody that plays football or follows football. You know, I am a, I guess, avid fan. And, you know, FAN stands for fanatic. So I'm an avid fanatic when it comes to football. My my one, um, my one passion for something that I have no control over is the game of football. And what I want to talk about today are the games that I have no control over, but just love. I just love them. I don't know what JT is, but I'm, I'm going to kick this thing off. And, uh, you know, I, it's just going to have to go down with me. And uh, hopefully, JT will show up. But if not, y'all got me. Ah, there he is. There he is. He's an old timer. I got to get used to him. I mean, he's got a 
I guess, take a Jerry call or something. Let me bring him in so we can talk about this football. JT ATM money. I love you. You're a little late, like seven nope. minutes late, but it's okay. No, 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 no. Don't even go there. You know I've listened to you. I, I, I've listened to you. Worry about your computer. You did something with your computer. I've been here from the beginning. I don't know what's going on with you, but I've been here since the beginning of the show. Just waiting for you to, to, to say I'm here. So, as usual, technical difficulties. But no, you just popped. Up. No, seriously. No, no, no. You just literally popped up on the board. Well, Vic, you Vic, just literally Victor. popped up on the board. Victor, yeah, because I because I hung up and redialed back in because I, I I was here since the beginning of the show when you had computer problems. You rebooted your computer or whatever you did. And uh, no, no, um, I didn't have computer. Well, it was it was a computer problem. I was trying to hit always strap and always strap. The, the oh. play button disappeared. And I'm like, oh, where did well, that go? So well, that wasn't my computer. Well, well, well whatever. The point, the point I was trying to make, and I don't want to get into a big argument, is but that I was, I, I've been, been here since to the beginning of the show. I, I don't know what took place on your end, but I've been listening to you trying to hold this show together with um, – <laughs> Whatever kind of talk you want to make it. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, well, I'm here. I'll tell you and like I'm it. glad to be I'll here and I'm ready like for some football. And besides and you I heard you all kind of ranting, or not ranting, but talking about how tough it was for you not to watch football. You saw the highlights and it's gonna be tough. So obviously I was here listening to everything that you had to say. But as always, on your end you don't have it together. But that's okay. We're here together now, so we can move on from here. You know what? You Always strapped. Right, Always listen. strapped. But you're never humble. But I'm going to humble you this year. All right. Um, I'm going to humble you hardworking. I'm going to humble your boy hardworking dedication. He, he's in denial, but I'm going to dog him out this, this week. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that, um, you know, Ricky, Ricky need to call in <laughs> and defend his honor. He, 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 because, has, uh, he, he, he has no honor this board. week. He has no honor this week. In, in, in fact, trying to tell oh, me that oh, I, I'm, really? I'm even going to sit my tight end because I, that's how confident I feel. It would have made a difference anyway. I, I, so damn near score all, just on one guy. 60 points against him and he has no shot no shot no shot well, anything can happen he has he has no happen. shot but since we're he talking has, about he, that every everybody has a shot jt no shot call me nostradamus if you like but i'm telling okay. you he has no shot Whatever. If I had that Vince McMahon music, no chance in hell, I'd probably play it. But here's the deal. Yeah. Um, since we're talking about the week, uh, mm-hmm. the Chiefs mm-hmm. versus Patriots game uh, kicked off the week. And a player that you had talked about once Spencer Ware went down, but prior to Spencer Ware going down, you had mentioned yep. that this guy was going to be pretty integral uh, yep. during the season. Just yep. you didn't know when. Uh, but yep. you talked about him pretty uh, positively, along with a few others. 
but with him pretty, pretty positively. Yep. Uh, and I know my running backs. I know my running backs. With a fumble. Opened the season with a fumble. With a fumble and then rebounded to have the best game of any NFL yep. running back in history. Hello. Hello. Now, let me let me go ahead. Let, I'm sorry. Let, I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish. Pat, wait, wait, let's 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 break down. Yeah. Let's break down this Pat uh KC game because I did see several highlights and started to look at the replay, but I, I had to smack myself a little bit and God had to hide my remote from me. I mean, literally, I was looking for my remote, and I was like, God, what you doing to me? He's making me keep my oath. But um, let's break that down real quick, and I'll tell you mm-hmm. what I saw after you tell me uh, what you saw. I saw a guy that had vision, had power, and was not phased by what happened in, in his first carry. Um, I, I, I was a little leery of Andy Reid sitting the guy because he's fumbled on his first carry. and But I noted... That was the first time he's fumbled since high school. Since high school. 856 carries since the last time he fumbled. So I was confident in this guy that if he got back on the field, um, that he was uh, going to do uh, what, not exactly what he was going to do, but he was going to have a pretty good game. Uh, And the fact is, in seven carries, he had 47 yards. And that's before he scored a touchdown, um, the first touchdown. Pretty confident. This guy, even though they were running a lot of trick plays with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and, and the like, um, that this is what this is their featured back. And once they um, put him in a position, which I thought they were doing too many trick plays and really wasn't giving him the, the, enough touches, uh, when he finally got uh, enough touches – whether it was in the passing game or whether in the uh, actually running game, you saw everything you could possibly see this guy. He had vision inside and outside the tackles, being able to catch the football without a hitch, 75 yards, over-the-shoulder catch for a touchdown. This guy, and, and, and be able to pass block, this guy can do it all. And I said before, and I've been telling people for the longest time, since the end of this past season, that this is probably the one of the best crops of football players coming in from college running backs that I've ever seen. The best crop of this draft class of running backs coming into the league. And I really love Kareem Hunt. And I told you about him before. And, and, and I, was, I wasn't surprised he did well. I was surprised he did that well, especially against the a uh, 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 Patriots D that is very stingy uh, against the running backs and very stingy against a team uh, on being able to point, put points up against them. Well, I'll tell you that the Patriots have no uh, defensive pass rush. If, Tone, if Coney Ely, Coney Ely, who they uh, got the agency from the Panthers didn't make that team, and Coney Ely is somewhat of a beast. I don't know what's up with their defensive uh, pressure; it's non-existent, at least for the first game of the season, um, from what I understand. You know, Alex Smith had all day, from what I was told, 
to just, you know, pick and choose who you want to throw the ball to. Yes. I did see uh, one play where uh, Alex Smith had time. He had like four seconds, five seconds, whatever. And he threw a perfect ball to uh, Hunt. And Hunt caught on his fingertips, stumbled a little bit, and took it to the house. I think it was like the third play of, of the second half or whatever it was. Um, and it just looked amazing. And what people were saying, uh, Andy Reid had said he had never seen Alex Smith so focused and so emotional, da 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 And he was trying to make a point that uh, he can't throw the ball deep and so on and so forth since all this business about Patrick Mahomes uh, was in everyone's ear. So I didn't get to see the game. But all the highlights I saw were on the end of it of the Chiefs. I was told that Brady was getting booed, and uh, I've seen some people call for him to be benched or whatever. I mean, look, his first game of the season, he's losing all of his talent left and right. I forget who they just lost um, in that game. Uh, I know Hightower hurt himself with the MCL. Uh, Eric Berry's gone for a year. Um, but weapon. Oh, Danny Amendola had a head injury. I think it was. So, you know, Brandon Cooks had a decent game stat-wise. Uh, a guy that surprised me was Hogan. I thought Hogan would have a better game than what he did. And Gronk only had, like, what, 30 yards receiving? So, uh, again, I didn't see this game, but statistically, it looks as though, you know, the, the Chiefs came on and just gave it to him. I don't know if that's what happened or if it was just, you know, miscues or whatever. But are they the real JT? Or, or are the Patriots a Patriots just not as good as everybody wants them to be? Jerry? You break. I didn't hear, hear a word you said. You broke up. Are you there? Hello? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I said, our Patriots. Yes, I guess you have a leg. I was saying that uh, are the Patriots not as good as everybody wants them to be? Or are the Chiefs just that good? Well, let me put it this way. I'm in a group chat with my nephew and, and, and in that league, and this is one of the things they said, that the, they, that the Pat D was hot garbage. Um, but you know what? You know what? You know what? Before, before this game, the, they, they were talking about the Pat D being uh, such a pretty good defense. Well, I think one of the top five or top 10 defenses last year. And because of the Kansas city chiefs, now they're downplaying the thing. And this is West one game that the Patsy isn't all that. Come on. You can't. Um, I, and I said it in, in our chat in Yahoo, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. Now it, it's supposedly the Patsy was very good. And now because they got torched by a very talented uh, chiefs team, that 
has handed the Patriots a 40-burger before, but it was in, um, in Kansas City, that they have a lot of playmakers on there. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and now Kareem Hunt, and a little cast of characters, Chris Connolly, Alfred Wilson, whoever. A lot of speed on that team. Um, and it caught the Patriots probably with a Super Bowl hangover, even though it's been a, a several months that uh, I think the Patriots have a decent D. I think the Chiefs have a very good team. So the Patriots got caught off guard, didn't come with the right focus, as Belichick and Brady said, didn't come with the right focus, and got their butt handed to them. Uh, It happens with the best of teams, that they get torched if they don't come with their game and it looks like the Patriots didn't come with their game. They were there, but didn't come with their game and got their butt handed to them. The ability of the Patriots to bounce back and come out, and whomever their week two opponent is, is going to get destroyed uh, because the Patriots will then be focused. Is that what you're basically saying? Um, I'm basically saying that the – yes, I'm basically saying that. I think the Patriots um, – didn't come out. They probably came out with a preseason mindset, even though it's the first game of the regular season. And Maurice Jones-Drew probably said it the best. And I don't know if you heard this comment from from Maurice Jones-Drew when uh, he was on uh, on the NFL Network on I think Total Access or whatever it was. I think it was Total Access. Uh, I think he went Tuesday Wednesday. That they had uh, him and Heath uh, uh, Evans were up, and they had the uh, Chiefs and the different categories, head coach and all the skill positions, including the defense, from uh, matching up from each each team and who had the advantage. You know, you, you, one person or the other had a mark who thought had the advantage going into this game. And the first category was head coach, and I know this is a long-winded answer, but I got to get this out because it, it was. Spot on. Um, Maurice Jones-Drew had the first choice between the head coach advantage, Andy Reid or um, Bill Belichick. And he chose Bill Belichick, which lit up Heath Evans. I mean, he chose Andy Reid, which lit up um, um, Heath Evans' eyes like he couldn't believe that he picked Andy Reid over Bill Belichick. But the point he made was when Andy Reid has time, not just a week, in between two weeks or more to prepare for a team, um, he's got some astronomical record. Right? And I can't remember the record, but he has some astronomical record. When he comes off of a bye, um, he, has an, uh, he has the same astronomical. So whether it's two weeks or uh, several weeks to prepare for a team, especially opening day, or um, coming off a bye, Andy Reid got some phenomenal record. And he was saying that, it just in this game, not overall, but just in this game, Andy Reid had a decided advantage over Bill Belichick, and it proved, proved to be right. And, and Maurice Jones-Drew got lambasted on Twitter for making that comment, but he was spot on because even Bill Belichick said he got outcoached. So uh, I got to believe that the Chiefs, I like the Chiefs, man, um, got a lot of talent, and Andy Reid did a hell of a job getting them ready. To, to, and focused for this one game 
to play the Patriots in Foxborough. Um, Is that it? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's it, yes. That's all you got? All right. That's not enough? We're going to move on. Uh, We're going to talk about... There's a serious delay because you're you're just now hearing me because uh, I've already moved on. But okay, so um, let's talk about Jets and Bills game. Uh, this is a game that people feel are gonna are gonna tank. <laughs> uh, nothing. That's that's your team, boy. Uh, but this is a game that people are saying one of them can't tank. It's only the first game of the season. Um, Tyrod Taylor is playing, even though he was in the uh, concussion protocol for a while. He just got released out of it, I want to say, Monday or Tuesday. Um, But his uh, ability to play heightens Shady McCoy's ability to run the rock, as well as Matthews and Zay Jones's fantasy value. now, again, Terod Taylor isn't the greatest quarterback, but for Buffalo, he's a very good one, and he does what needs to be done. The Jets, I have no idea who their starting quarterback is. None. Um, it's not Bryce Pettit. It, 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 I don't know if it's old guy from, uh, from Penn State, but they're decimated at the receiver spot to the point that a, a guy – Last year, who had about, what, uh, 20 receptions or whatever it is, is now their star starting wide receiver. The room of Matt Forte getting ready to get traded didn't happen. But I don't know if Bilal Powell is going to take most of the stuff away from him or not. But this game, Buffalo should definitely win this game. I understand the Jets' defense is great. I understand that. But they can't make up for their offense. Definitely not in this game. What do you think about Buffalo at the Jets? And I need a serious analysis, not just a. Jets are not an NFL team. Plain and simple. They've down. They pared down their team. Uh, They only have a few um, items of players on the team that may be relevant, but. Uh, I don't. I don't consider this a contest. That's why I really don't want to uh, go too much on this because uh, Jets are playing for next week, uh, next year. Plain and simple. First game of the season, they're playing for next year, um, and I don't see anything that is worth talking about with this game because uh, it's a garbage game to me, and, and the Jets are a garbage team. Um, that's basically what I, I, I gotta say about it. I, I really, uh, I well, think Shady runs. Okay. I think Shady. I think Shady okay. runs all over him, like he's but, like he's done in the past. And, and and Josh McGowan gets gets his butt beat, um, um, because of the ineffective ineffectiveness of the Jets' run, uh, um, offense. They're playing for next year, man. I mean, they 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 got rid of one of the best defensive players, and shipped them off to uh, Seattle. Come on, they, they they got rid of their all the the starting wide receivers from last year. 
they're, they're dealing with a 32-year-old, whatever, running back, and very young wide receivers, and a quarterback that's a, as a career backup. What more can I tell you? All right. Well, uh, the value here, in my opinion, definitely is shady. But that offensive line has not looked good during preseason. And that kind preseason. Of it's preseason. With, um, your quarterback, I, I understand, but if, it, if you're not protecting your quarterback, your starting quarterback, in the few snaps that he's in there and he gets a concussion, that doesn't speak well. And Shady, when he did get the ball in preseason – he was met behind the line of scrimmage several times. So I don't know if that's a, 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 a ominous sign or whatever, because the defense can turn the ball over. They might need to score, but they might have to turn the ball over, you know, in like short distances. I will tell you this, Hauschka and whoever the jet kicker is, are probably two of your best fantasy options in this game. Well, I, I'm not getting into fantasy until next week. Let's I mean, until more. tomorrow. Until tomorrow. Well, well, you know I do fantasy, so help a brother out. Tune in tomorrow. Come on now, stop being stingy. Tune in tomorrow. You know what? You know what? We're just going over wins and losses today. Am I right about JT? that? We're not going into fantasy. JT. We're going into wins and losses. Am I right about that? You're not. I'm not going to rehash. I'm not going to uh, uh, do this today and rehash what I just regurgitated tomorrow. That takes away from my show. No. I don't want you to. I don't want you to give me all that you're going to give them tomorrow. I just want a little bit of insight. If I ask the question, you know, I I, I told you, I, I or, gave you insight. I think this team is hot. I think this. I think. I think this team is hot garbage. I think the Jets are hot garbage. There's only, yeah. there's, to, me, to, to me, there's only one relevant Thank guy on this team. There's, there's only one. Well, there's only one one guy on this team that I think is worth mentioning, and that's Bilal Powell. Plain and simple. And on the other side, Shady's their best uh, weapon, and they're going to use Shady a lot. They're going to use Shady a lot. He's the best weapon. They're going to shoot, use him a lot. All right, so let's go Atlanta, Chicago. Now, to some people, this is going to be uh, an easy game for Atlanta. I'm here to tell you it's not going to be easy. Um, reason number one, Chicago's defense has improved. I think this is what the second or third year that they've moved to the three, four or a version of the three, four, and they're not that bad. However, however, Mike Glennon is the wrong guy throwing the ball for Chicago. You got Cameron Meredith who's out for the season. That means you've got uh, White and you've got Wright. White and Wright uh, as your number one and two targets, along with the They are a run-heavy team. Jordan Howard 
should just have a field day PPR-wise. Now, Atlanta, 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 here's the deal. I'm not certain that Atlanta's offensive line is going to be making the holes like it did last year. Also, I don't expect Matt Ryan to throw for like 300-plus yards every week. But this week, I think he's going to have a pretty good game. Um, I believe you're going to get a, a good introduction to Hopper, the tight end. Uh, he's actually going to be utilized. That's something that the Falcons have have not done in quite some time is utilize their tight end. Uh, I'm looking for Muhammad Sanu to have a big game in this game as well. Atlanta will win this game, but it's not going to be as uh, easy as some might project it to be. Uh, your thoughts, Jay? The Bears ranked sixth last year in passing yards allowed, but they gave up over 1,900 yards uh, uh, on, the, on the ground, 27th in the league. Number six against the pass, they're very good against the pass, which Atlanta does pass the ball well. Um, but Atlanta also runs the ball well, too, so I figured that uh, they're going to emphasize the run. Um, and their defense doesn't turn the ball, ball over that much. Uh, they were dead last with only three fumble recoveries. Um, they've only allowed six passing scores at home, but they gave up 16 on the road. So you can expect the uh, Atlanta um, Falcons to have a tough road to hoe against the pass and probably lean on the run um, more uh, against this team that uh, last year, now I'm just going by last year, uh, was not that good on the run and very well, did very well against the pass. So when you're looking at this, uh, this matchup, though, um, how do you see it? Do you see it as a close game uh, because Chicago has improved, or is this going to be a blowout? Too many playmakers on Atlanta, okay, compared to what Chicago has. Chicago's – Alshon Jeffrey's not there. Um, you, you're trying to make – or not, I shouldn't say make, but Kevin White is the de facto – uh, number one receiver, uh, Kemba Wright's in the slot. Um, Dante Thompson, I think, Devontae Thompson, whatever his name is, I think is another wide receiver that they have. Um, and uh, Jordan, ha- ha- Jordan Howard is in the backfield. I'm sorry, Marcus Wheaton is, is uh, one of the other receivers. And uh, um, Jordan ha- Howard in the backfield. And Mike Lennon's the quarterback. So, it's a John Fox defensive coordinator type of uh, game, uh, a head coach type of game, and he's a defensive guy. So I imagine they're going to try to run the football and control the clock against a high-powered offense in the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Uh, now here's a game that, that I don't think Joe Flacco is going to make it out of the first quarter. I really don't. Oh. Wow. Really? The Ravens take on the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I think Cincinnati, knowing that Flacco has not thrown or participated in any game time activities, they're going to go to knock him out of this game. 
he has even said he's not where he really wants to be. And if it's a bulging disc in his back or something like that, it just takes one clean shot on him, and he'll be out of this game. Cincinnati is not the the cleanest defensive team. Vontae <laughs> Burfitt facing a five-game suspension. He's appealing it, but he got rewarded with a three-year contract extension. Cincinnati's going to headhunt or backhunt on Joe Flacco. What does that mean? Perryman, his number one receiver, Flacco's number one receiver, is questionable. Mike Wallace, we know he's a nine guy. That leaves Jeremy Macklin. Now, Macklin hasn't had any or enough time with Flacco in a real game situation to, you know, benefit from him. This was either going to be a Terrence West all-day, everyday game with my check downs to, to Danny Woodhead, or it's going to be, oops, Joe Flacco's knocked out of the game again. And Cincinnati uh, lets Joe Mixon, because Jeremy Hill's a little nicked up. I'm not sure if he's even playing. But Giovanni Bernard, look for Tyler Eifert to have one hell of a game in this game. I think Cincinnati routes Baltimore in this game. Again, I don't think Joe Flacco makes it out of the first quarter. If he does, if he does, that's good. But I just don't think Flacco's going to finish this game. Not at all. Just my thought. Go ahead, JT. Well, you come in with a quarterback that hasn't really done anything in the, in the uh, off preseason. Um, he's got a health issues that you just um, illustrated. Going against a team that's got some offensive weapons and looking for some redemption from last year with a head coach that I feel is on the hot seat uh, and needs to produce. And, and it's supposed to be high hopes for this uh, um, Cincinnati Bengal um, uh, team, let me get it out. Cincinnati Bengal team uh, playing in Cincinnati, and uh, I don't see how Baltimore is going to come away with a win here. I'd be I'd be extremely surprised if they score a, a total of two touchdowns in this game. Uh, for the simple fact is their quarterback is doesn't have any game time experience. And this is pr- more or less his pre- first preseason game. So uh, I, I put him in harm's way against a division rival and, and a very active division rival on the defensive side of the ball. Bad recipe in, in, on the road for Baltimore. Bad recipe for Joe Flacco to, like you say, stay healthy and finish this game out. Um, I'm seeing Cincinnati all over Baltimore and winning this probably a little comfortable. That's all I got. All right, let's move on. Now, I got you. Uh, So this game that I'm about to talk about right now, do not think that it is full of fantasy goodness. 
I'm here to tell you it is not. I'm talking about Pittsburgh at Cleveland. I understand Joe Hayden, you know, got released by Pittsburgh, I mean by Cleveland and just signed with Pittsburgh. I understand that Joe Hayden is going to try to pick off the young uh, Kaiser whenever he gets the opportunity to do so. I understand Cleveland has not done well at all in the past, you know, decade. But if you look at Ben Roethlisberger's production against Cleveland, in Cleveland, or any team on the road, Ben is not that good. The translation of that is Antonio Brown's going to have to get a lot of fantasy points in special teams because Ben, he just has this, I don't know what it is, Cleveland uh, in particular, in Cleveland, does not like him. And they play a lot better against him. On the flip side, or not the flip side, on the same side, this is Le'Veon Bell's very first game. His de facto preseason game. But this between him and, and Flacco is that the running back doesn't have an injury and trying to, you know, start the season. He just didn't go to any camp. Plus, John Connor just might get uh, a little bit more touches than Le'Veon. I, I'm thinking because John Connor has looked very, very good in the preseason against the ones, twos, and, and the threes, of course, but he has looked very good. So he's going to touch the ball quite a bit, seeing as though this is Le'Veon Bell's first game-time experience of the entire summer. So I think Pittsburgh's going to run the rock. Now, Deshaun Kaiser, this young man, he's a developmental player. In this game, the fantasy goodness, Isaiah Crowell. If Isaiah and Duke Johnson touch the ball 40 times or more, that's a perfect recipe for Cleveland and for Deshaun Kaiser. Perfect. Why? Because then it takes the pressure off of uh, Kaiser to win this game. Cleveland will lose this game, in my opinion. But it's going to be a lot closer and not as great of a fantasy season. Martavis Bryant's back, great. Antonio Brown, great. Le'Veon Bell, great. Ben Roethlisberger, the killer bees. But it's just something about Ben and Cleveland that worries me. And his history says it all. All you do is look up his numbers on the road and then specifically versus Cleveland. What you got, JT? Well, I'm not talking about any fantasy. You're trying to pull me into that, but I'm not. Anyway, um, you're right about Ben's, Ben's production on the road uh, for, for, for whatever reason that he does have issues playing on the road um, and also playing Cleveland. But that was last year. This is this year. Just like uh, what happened with Kansas City and New England, um, anything can happen. It's a new season, new team from last year to this year. Uh, I expect to be, be, and be to show out 
Ben, Bell, and Brown to show out in this game. Uh, with a little sprinkle of the uh, fourth B in, in, in Tavius Bryant, which adds another dimension to the offense, uh, going up against a, a very improved uh, uh, offensive line for Cleveland and a surprisingly decent Cleveland defense. They're playing in Cleveland, um, but I still think that uh, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers come out here uh, with a comfortable win. All right, moving forward. Let's keep it going. As Arizona goes to Detroit. Now, to me, this is a very, very interesting matchup. Uh, the statue, Carson Palmer, um, has not looked that good in preseason. The offensive line has not looked that great either. But you've got David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, and John Brown uh, on that offense. And I don't want to forget Jermaine Gresham. Uh, my issue with this game is this: Detroit, they're an explosive offense. Watch out for Abdullah this year. If he stays healthy, I'm telling you, Abdullah is going to be a PPR monster. He just needs to stay healthy. He's not that bad at catching the ball out the backfield either. You know, Theo Riddick proved that he needs, you know, he, he can come in to be the third down back. But don't be surprised if Abdullah steps in and takes some, uh, a great deal of those receptions away from him. But I got to tell you, I love Arizona's defense. And I love Detroit offense. But like uh, Arizona's offense, but to a certain extent. And Detroit's defense is, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give this to Detroit only because I think Detroit is going to outscore them. They're at home, opening up the season, and I think uh, not Golden Tate, but Marvin Jones gets in the end zone several times on this one. Uh, I'll say twice. Yeah, I said it. But uh, Detroit, what you got, JT? Who are we talking about now? I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Sorry about that. Arizona and Detroit. Oh yeah, okay. Arizona and Detroit. Arizona in the background. Yeah, Arizona and Detroit. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm multitasking here, man. Um, um, one of my favorite quarterbacks, one of my best deep ball throwers in the NFL, is Carson Palmer. You know that. Um, and I and I, I absolutely love this game. I think it's this is going to be a game that's going to be um, uh, close to a shootout. Uh, and uh, but I have to favor the Arizona Cardinals because I think they have the better defense. Detroit, even though they're playing in Detroit, um, is a can be can be had in the uh, passing game. And I think that what's going to um, um, be the downfall. Uh, uh, Matthew Stafford gotten paid this week, this year, so a lot of people are expecting uh, uh, big things coming from Matthew Stafford and the D- Detroit Lions. But I, I think the uh, line is Detroit by one, or maybe it's it's uh, uh, um, it's even. Uh, but I think the better team 
with uh, Arizona, so I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals in this. All right. And I want Jerry to understand and everybody else listening to understand this next game is not being picked out of sight or hatred. It's based upon current events. I just want everybody to know that, especially Jerry, because he likes Here we to get go. his feelings. Here we go. Um, Jacksonville at Houston. See, I, see, 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 now I got your attention, right? Here's the deal. This is a terrible situation for both areas. Jacksonville will be soon dealing with the aftermath of Irma or the persistent uh, actions of Irma because Irma's going to go up inside Florida and through. So it's going to be kind of rough for, for Florida and Jacksonville in particular. Um, Houston is currently dealing with uh, the aftermath of Harvey, and we'll have to deal with the remnants of Irma. But that has nothing to do with football, or does it? It does completely. Houston hasn't had a practice, or well, they had a game in two weeks. In two weeks, they haven't had a game. So the game time experience and game time action is somewhat lacking over two weeks. They've been uh, doing with J.J. Watt, and he's been a, a noble uh, activist for hurricane relief, raising $30 million as of uh, 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, but they got the game tomorrow, so they got to focus. But they have been off of a football field against a different team going full speed in game-like situations for two weeks. Now, I don't Tom Savage. Even on Madden, when people use Savage, he does exactly what he does in a real game. Overthrow the ball, underthrow the ball. Terrible. For that reason, I think Houston is going to come out with a lot of emotion, but they're going to run the rock. They're going to run the rock because that's the basic football thing to do when you haven't practiced or played against another team in two weeks and you have your game opener, you run the rock until the air's out of the ball. On the flip side, Jacksonville, their quarterback play has looked dismal. It really has. But there are other positions on that team that look pretty good. The defense being the shining star for them. Believe it or not, Jacksonville has a top 10 defense in the NFL. Look at the numbers if you don't believe me. They allow, uh, I think, the sixth fewest total yards from last year. It's just their offense was dismal, and they didn't have a real running game. Leonard Fournette's going to help whoever the quarterback is, whether it's Kenny. Uh, uh, or Broyles. And I believe Broyles is going to turn his, his, his year around and, and do a great job. Uh, but they're also going to run the rock. Big time. I'm just telling you what I'm, I'm seeing here. 
You got a team that's been playing for the past couple weeks uh, and working really hard versus a team that hasn't been in game action for two weeks. Both teams like to run the rock. Advantage Jacksonville. Uh, Though the emotion is on Houston's side and they have a great opportunity to, uh, you know, turn this into a positive season, I look back at what Drew Brees and the Saints went through and how that season went. And then the following season, they balled out and uh, did the things they needed to do. For those reasons, I picked Jacksonville. JT, go ahead. Wait a minute. You picked Jacksonville to win in Houston? Is that what you just did? That's what I said. Well, That's guess what? what? Guess what? Guess what? I'll, I'll talk to you next week. That's a, that's that's the most asinine analysis I've you heard. You are too. I talk to you next week. Are you serious? I see you, see you. That that was the what? most asinine. That 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 shows your Jerry. freaking bias, you son of a. Jerry. I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you did that. You just pissed me the freak off, man. Jerry, I can't. Jerry, I can't I, believe you said you I like Jacksonville in this game. Legit and. Anna- I just gave you legit analysis. In, 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 your, in, your, in your biased mind. Yeah, I'll talk to you, I'll talk to you next week. There was no I'll talk bias. to you. That is, how is that bias? Wait a minute. First, first of all, first of all, how do you, how do you claim that that is biased? He hung up for real, guys. Jerry gets into his feelings. He gets into his feelings. I don't know what it is. But honestly, I'm telling you, objectively speaking, a team has not played a game in two weeks versus a team that has been constantly playing, constantly practicing preparation. Now, listen, I want you all to understand something. When Jacksonville wins this game and Jerry comes back on the show, Being such a baby, this proves it. Proves it. He's in his feelings. I'm going to light him up. The whole show, the whole show will probably be he getting on Jerry. Period. I'll talk a little football, but I'm gonna get on him and his childish behavior. I don't believe this guy. <sighs> He's never humble. Always talking. You see, you see, you see, I love him, but he's a baby. Ass like this. He calls me ass like this. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys something. JT is a baby. He calls me. <laughs> Are you okay now, Jerry? Or, or is this going to be a different name today? Are you okay now? Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Are you serious, bro? Let's I move on. You, serious analysis, and that's how you're going to You know oh you didn't, Victor. Goodness. Victor, there's no way right. Jacksonville, there's no way in Houston Jacksonville wins this game. With, with, a, with a badass, yes, bad, it, it, very bad quarterback, quite naturally they're going to run the football, but that won't mean a difference. 
it, it, the an- analysis, uh, Houston runs the ball, uh, the, one of the, one of the uh, uh, most running football teams in the NFL. That's a no-brainer to me. And they get Leonard Fournette to run the football. That's a no-brainer to me. Uh, they got a quarterback that it shouldn't be quarterbacking. You should have Cal- they should have Colin Kaepernick better quarterback than Blake Bortles. I mean, and, and, and they're coming to Houston where even the best I teams agree, have I a heart. Women, they're, they're coming to Houston where we're, even, the one of the, the, even the best teams have a hard time winning in Houston against a top five defense. And you say the Jacksonville Jaguars, with all their problems, especially in the quarterback, is going to beat Houston in Houston, even because, they, because of what's going on and because they haven't really played in two weeks. Well, they've had two weeks to rest up and to, to prepare for a division rival in Jacksonville. You didn't, you didn't say anything like that. You, just, you said the negative on Houston. Didn't say anything about the positive. Okay. And, There's no way. And, there is no way. There is no way. What? I'm 100% Listen. confident that Houston will win this game oh, without a shadow of a doubt against the Jacksonville Jaguars team, including their defense. That is um, yet to prove themselves. Yet to, they got they got pieces, they got pieces, but collectively they've yet to prove themselves. And that's and the statistics have bore it out. So I don't know where you're getting that the Jacksonville Jaguars okay. are going to come into Houston and beat Houston when a lot of good teams have a hard time doing it. Come on, stop. Stop it. You're being so biased and utterly ridiculous in your analysis. Listen, listen, listen. It's, it's ridiculous. You, you are being biased. No, you're being biased. No, you are being Vanessa, biased. You, Vic, you're being biased. Vic, Vic. you're not, you, you've got your little Houston rose color shades on. I don't, I, I'm looking at. What? I'm, I'm looking at, just like I look at any other team. What? When, when they what? come into, when they come into their Stadium, there's a decided advantage on a lot of teams uh, 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 when when an opposing uh, opponent comes into their stadium. And Houston has that. Doesn't have anything to do with me being a fan. I've seen that before. I was a fan of Houston. They go into Houston. Houston's a different team than when they're on the road. They have an extremely hard time. Good teams have a hard time beating Houston because because of their defense and because they try to control the clock. And that's what's going to happen in this game. You just said Jacksonville because uh, uh, the the the, uh, the quarterback position that they're going to run the football. Well, what do you think Houston's going to do and been doing for the last several years? Running the football and controlling the clock and limiting the mistakes their quarterback can make. Isn't that what I said? And but Isn't but then you said? said but then you said Jacksonville's going to win the game, and that was that's utterly utterly gonna... ridiculous. I said they were going to do that. Utterly ridiculous. Jacksonville's going to come into Houston and win the game. <laughs> utterly ridiculous. Because I picked against Houston. It's utterly ridiculous. It, it, it's, not, it's not a, a okay. common sense so, analysis. It's not a common sense analysis. It's not a common sense. I deal with common sense. And common sense why, tells you they're going, in, they're going into Houston. Why is it not? How many, well, let, me ask you, let me ask you a question. What team has more question marks? What team has more question marks on their team? It's obviously Jacksonville. 
obviously, because it, besides you, you can include the quarterback, you can include the offensive line, okay. you can include, you can also include the defense in Jacksonville. So all three of those have to improve greatly in order to win in Houston. Who who who? Like I said, against good teams, have a hard time beating Houston in Houston. So you got three phases, three parts of the game that are in key. The quarterback, the offensive line, and the defense okay. that have well, to improve greatly, and you say they're going to beat Houston in Houston. Come on, man. Come on. That's not a common sense analysis. That, listen, that is not listen, a common sense listen, analysis. Listen, I'm going to tell you like this. You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? Uh, you know, here we go. Here's what I'm going to do. Because you're being Heath Evans right now. That's exactly who you're being. You're being Heath Evans. That, that's what you're being. You're being Heath Evans, and I'll be no, MJD, which is fine. I'll be MJD because MJD is right, and I'm right as well. Okay. Listen. Okay, let's move take on. Take your feelings let's move out on. of this. Let's move on. Take the feelings out of this. I don't have to take my feelings out of it. Okay. Because my feelings have been out of it. <laughs> when you, because every wait a minute, every time, every time you you've you've said, you've compared Jacksonville and Houston, you've always gone on the side of Jacksonville. And your analysis is so flawed. I've showed you flaws in your analysis. I've showed you your flaws in the analysis more than once. You said that the quarterback position was even oh, no, no. between Jacksonville. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You said the no, quarterback no. position no. in Jacksonville and Houston were even. Now you're going to backtrack on that? Because they're not even. Houston's got a better quarterback quarterback outlook than Jacksonville, but you're going to say they're even. Come on. Right there. Right there it tells you that your, your analysis is flawed, especially against the Houston Texans. You think Jacksonville's got a, a, a better shot than Houston. You think Jacksonville's uh, uh-huh. quarterback position is even with Houston, where you're – Fatally flawed is ridiculous. Okay. It's ridiculous. No. Yes, yes. I'm telling you, I've also said that if, if Deshaun Watson is a starting quarterback for Houston, Houston competes for the uh for the for the division title. I've said that too. You don't recall that because all you want to hear is the negative things that I say about them. I told you Tom Savage is just as bad as Blake Boyles. Tom <laughs> Savage is not the answer. That is what I've been telling you time and time again. Houston does have the better defense, but Jacksonville has a very, very good defense. Now, last year, pieces. they pieces. running the ball. They have, they have very good pieces. They have very good pieces. They haven't played. They have, they, they have very, very good pieces, but they haven't played well collectively. had a very... Good running attack. Boyles threw the ball well. Oh my goodness! Again, when Jacksonville ran the ball well, Boyles had a very good year passing the ball. I, I'm all I'm telling you is, based upon the two week layoff going into this game, very emotional. They're going to come out on fire. But overall. I think Jacksonville is going to steady that ship and win that game. It's not going to make any Houston fan, Texas, I mean, uh, uh, any Let's Houston fan happy. Let's move but, on. New York, uh, what, 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 what's the next honestly, game? What's the next game? Just like Andy Reid. Give Andy what's Reed the next game? Weeks. Andy Reid does next? great. What's the next game? <laughs> you are such a mm, tantrum. Oakland at Tennessee. 
Oakland takes on Tennessee, where this actually, I believe, is going to be the game of the week, where uh, you have Carr versus Mariota. Mariota's looking to take that same step that Carr made uh, last year. I actually think Tennessee has a very good shot at upsetting Oakland. Uh, Now, the key to me is this. How will Beast Mode, a.k.a. Uh, Marshawn Lynch use will Marshawn be a a uh, you know like 10 15 touches uh, type guy in this game or is he going to get his 20 touches he's an older guy got it he's a different type of player got it but will he be used in a way that is conducive to helping this team become the dominant AFC team. I don't know. Um, you know you're going to get DeMarco Murray. You know you're going to get Derrick Henry. Well, then you got Rashad uh, Matthews, Eric Decker, Delaney Walker. All these guys are there, and they're going to do things uh, especially. Honestly, uh, this is a very close game to me. Very close. Uh, but I'm going to pick Oakland on the strength of uh, their offense. Got to see how their defense has improved. That's key. Has their defense improved? Because Tennessee's defense has been good and gotten better under Dick LeBeau. Uh, But what has Mike Singletary, I mean, not Mike Singletary, uh, uh, Ken Norton Jr. uh, done to improve that Oakland defense? I don't know. We'll see. What is, what is your unbiased, uncrying analysis, JT? Seeing as though the, the Titans are in the South. Well, this, this, I'm, I'm anxious to see this game, too, because uh, the, the, both these teams uh, have been touted as up-and-comers. Um, two young quarterbacks at near the end of the season that got hurt and hurt their chances to get in, one uh, going further into the playoffs, the other one getting into the playoffs and Marcus Mariota and De- Derek Carr, respectively. Uh, the Raiders last year were 6-2 and two on the road. Uh, Titans were 5-3 and three at home. Uh, they did play last week in week three, and with the Raiders winning 17-10, to 10, uh, does that replay again t- this, this week? Or do the Tennessee Titans reverse it uh, playing at home? Uh, this is a pick'em game to me, man. I'm, I mean, I'm really anxious to see this because uh, um, both these teams have – improve but they also have flaws the Raiders on defense the Titans on on, on um uh uh seeing it if they can mix the type of uh, weapons that they have now on offense with the new addition of uh, Corey Davis and uh um Eric Decker uh and see if um they can meld well in, into the uh, uh offense that they have uh, they still have to have some improvement on the defensive side in, in Tennessee, but these two teams that have high aspirations to go far in the AFC, and uh, this could be a preview or things to come um, in the postseason. Don't know. Uh, this is, like I said, is a pick 'em game. Man, oh, God, who do I want to go here? You know what? When when it, when it's this close, um, I'll go with the home team. I like Tennessee. Now, how about that? You thought I was going to pick Oakland. I picked Tennessee, and they're in the South. 
or was it unbiased opinion? <laughs> oh my goodness! Listen, all I can tell you is that Tennessee is definitely fighting for that division title. Um, it'll be between them and uh, if Jacksonville gets stuff together, Jacksonville. But if not, yes, it has to be between Houston. I'm grudgingly, you, grudgingly, you say that. Grudgingly, yes, you say that. It'll be Anybody in their common sense with three-time, three-time, grudgingly, you no, say that. No, I told you. I told you, if, if Watson's in there, grudgingly, if Watson's in there. Grudgingly, you not, say that. If not, if not, it, does, it, it doesn't make a difference. That's what I was trying to tell you. of destruction and losing. They've won with a, a array, vast array of quarterbacks. The last two seasons, they won the division. Makes a big difference. Regardless well, of what record it was. Regardless of the vast array of, uh, of uh, um, quarterbacks. And they've won the division. Twice in the last two, three years. And they were 10 and 60 the year before that. Before the two division wins. With a mixture of quarterbacks. If they get a solid play from a quarterback, that's going to improve the play of the Houston Texans. And you refuse to see that, but that's okay. Next game, which game are we going to after Oakland, Tennessee? Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to I want you to realize something, ladies and gentlemen. Jerry did not hear one thing I said, but it's okay. He's 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 a little right now in his field. We're going to go to Philly at Washington. Now, again, this is unbiased. Un, un, Don't believe that, folks. Uh, thought here. You have Carson Wentz. Uh, what? You mean don't believe that, folks? What are you talking about? First of all, if people listen to our show when we break down the, the different uh, divisions and, and conferences, I picked Philadelphia to win the NFC East. So, and I also picked Washington to finish second to last, if not last. So, whatever Jerry's selling you, just roll it up, light it up, and get high because he's, you know, completely biased on his team. But Philly goes to D.C. I'm worried about the Redskins because uh, Rob Kelly looks like he's a starting halfback. But Samarji P. Ryan uh, wants that job bad. That's not the problem. The problem is Calvin Pryor has not hooked up and looked well with uh, Cameron. Not Kirk Cameron, I'm sorry. <laughs> not, not growing pain, uh, but oh, Kirk uh, um, help me. God he help us. Look well with him at all. He has caught too many passes in preseason from him. And I don't know if that's going to take place. But uh, Jordan Reed looks good. Jameson Crowder says he's going to play. But that's not good to have your number two receiver uh, having hip problems and the season hasn't started yet. Uh, but I go to Philly. And I look at the vast array of weapons Philly has, and that defense is pretty daggone good. Carson Wentz has Torrey Smith, Alshon Jeffries, 
uh, Matthews is now gone, uh, but he has weapons with LeGarrette Blunt, Darren Sproles, Tyler Eifert, excuse me, not Tyler Eifert, uh, Ertz, um, as well as uh, a good defense. So when I go play for play or player for player, Philly has the better team. Philly should dominate this game, and Philly should win this game. Um, Kirk is going to show the league why he does not deserve to be one of the most wealthiest quarterbacks in the NFL. He's a good quarterback. He's going to throw the ball about 40 times this game, which means they're going to run the ball maybe 15 to 20 times. Uh, I just think he's a better suited quarterback for play action, not specifically pass, 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 which he's going to have to do this game. Because um, I think Philly's going to get on top and, and wreak havoc on the Washington Redskins secondary. And uh, how about them apples? Well, folks, let me tell you something. This guy, don't listen to him. I'm telling you right now, don't listen to him. The Eagles were 1-7 on the road last year. The Skins were 4-4 four four at home. The Redskins swept the Eagles last year at home and on the road. These games have tendency to be close. I like Washington to win this game. I don't know where the Washington, I don't know where Washington Redskins fan would not pick their Redskins, especially with the type of record they have against the Eagles, especially at home. And it, and the woes that the Eagle had on the road. I understand the Eagles are supposed to be improved, but you got to show me first. I know what Washington can do. The only question I have is whether the Jemison Crowder, who's listed as questionable questionable is going to play or not but I have uh, uh, to think that playing at home Kirk Cousins has something to play for he's got a chip on his shoulder a very big chip the chip is from the organization not believing in him and the fans as Vic as a fan is not believing in him I got to believe that the Washington Redskins is going to win this game um, and that's an unbiased analysis that I I will give you. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, now how you now how you like that? How no, you like that? I'm the Redskins fan. I picked against my team. He's a, he he's he's a Houston fan. He's a Houston fan. And he went with his team, knowing their knowing their situation. But that's okay. Let's move on. Indianapolis goes to L.A. Uh, Todd Gurley should have a monster game versus the Colts. He should blow the doors off of this team. Um, the Colts are just bad. I recently heard uh, Mr. Ursay be interviewed about his coach um, during their last preseason game. And he was saying that uh, Pagano hasn't had this, he hasn't had that. 
but he has control over the team, and the team still believes in him. So I believe in him, so on and so forth. Da 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 da. Listen, Pagano is dependent upon Andrew Luck. Right now, Mike Colzine is who is controlling Pagano's fate. Frank Gore also. They signed Matt Jones, who the Redskins cut, only to cut him, I believe, yesterday or today. So Matt Jones is not backing up Frank Gore. He's gone. People that are going to be hurt in this are going to be T.Y. Hilton, Dante Moncrief, Jake Doyle. Because Tolzien, he didn't even look good in the preseason with the ones. Okay? Somebody's got to get the rock in Indianapolis. But you're going against an Aaron Donald-less Rams team. And it looks like Aaron's willing to sit out to game eight. It looks like it. And if he does that, that's not good for the defense of Wade Phillips and the Rams. But he doesn't have to worry about it this week because the Rams are going to run the rock up in the butt in their 20,000-seater stadium that should be filled with Rams fans, but might be filled with a little bit of uh, Colts fans in there. Um, Don't believe in the Colts at all, guys. Their defense is terrible. Vontae Davis is their best corner, which is okay, but there are no other really good corners. Even though they drafted, I'm talking about the Colts, drafted decently. They're not there yet. So, um, I got the Rams big time over the Colts. What do you got, JT? Pagano's on the hot seat. Andrew Luck is uh, nowhere to be found Hello. yet. You have to think that um, that uh, L.A., playing in L.A. with a Wade Phillips off defense, even though no Aaron Donald, um, against a team with a 34-year-old uh, a running back and a backup quarterback with a uh, questionable offense and, and defensive line. Uh, all leads to me, I know L.A., they rebuild, but it all leads to me a hot mess for um, Indianapolis. I like the uh, uh, Rams in this game. All right, let's go to Seattle Green Bay. This game, it has a lot of implications. Brother versus brother. Mark Tellis and, um, oh, my gosh, what's the Bennett brother they just got? Uh, uh, Mark Tellis and Mark Tellis Bennett. Listen, they just got Seattle. They just got Sheldon from freaking the Jets. That defensive front is an animal right now. Cliff Averill, Bennett, uh, uh, Sheldon, uh, and I forgot the other defensive end. They got Bobby Wagner. Oh, listen, I want to say R-E-L-A-X, but that's not going to happen for Aaron Rodgers this week. Ty Montgomery will be catching the ball out of backfield. 
he's not going to be running because they are going to be just way too difficult uh, to run on with that front seven. And then their back uh, four, listen, you still got Bam Bam Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, as well as um, uh, Richard Sherman. Jordy Nelson is not going to be covered by Richard Sherman. If you remember last year, they put Jordy Nelson on the complete opposite side of Sherman every play. I expect that to happen again this year. That means Randall Cobb or Devontae Adams will have to deal with Sherman. So don't expect much from them. I want to say Green Bay wins this game, but with the uh, addition on that defensive line, oh my goodness, I'm going Seattle all the way. JT? Seattle last year was only 3-4-1 and one on the road. Um, last time they played last week in week 14, um, Packers, <laughs> excuse me, the Packers beat Seahawks 38-10. I expect maybe not the same score, but the same results. I like the Pack in this game. Okay. A guy to look out for is Carson in this game. I'm telling you, he's going to take that starting job really soon. Uh, let's go to. That's wishing. That's days. wishing, not hoping. Uh, listen, last time the two teams played, Carolina whooped up on San Francisco. What are you talking about? Oh, dude, you have a serious delay if you're back at the tail end of what I said before. Um, but anyway. Carolina's playing San Francisco, and he, not he, uh, the Panthers are going to trot out Cam Newton, who threw two passes in the preseason, okay? When he was in, you saw what they, they ran the ball like eight straight times, okay? I expect Jonathan Stewart and, and McCaffrey to touch that ball a lot in this game. Greg Olson and Kelvin Benjamin, they'll need to make do with maybe a total of 15 to 20 targets. Uh, and that's off of play action. I don't think the Panthers are going to put Newton in a situation where he's going to be open up for some big hits. Uh, so I expect a heavy dose of the run game here. But I might call for the upset here. I think San Francisco is actually going to uh, it's a very competitive game. Very competitive. If Carlos Hyde can find his way to stay on the field, this will be one of those, well, San Francisco did it type situations. I believe uh, it's going to be very, very close. I'll give the edge slight edge to Carolina. But don't be surprised if San Francisco wins. JT? San Francisco not win this game. They're not winning this game. That, it's not going to happen. They're, they're in a rebuild stage. you got Brian Hoare as a quarter, uh, quarterback. Um, they, I don't think they know what they have yet. 
um, <clears throat> on offense and on the, uh, offense on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think that's going to be played out when they actually play a game against a real team like the Carolina Panthers um, that has a strong defense and a improving weapons on offense. Let me put it that way. Uh, I think that Carolina beat, beats uh, San Francisco. I don't think San Francisco can score enough points to keep up with uh, um, Carolina. Um, with the limited, limited, somewhat limited weapons that San Francisco has against that uh, Luke Keekley and company, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, even if Cam is um, not the same Cam, even he does it more check down and less running, Carolina prevails just from sheer talent alone. All right, Aaron Donald just reported to camp or to the team, um, but he's not going to play this Sunday. He just reported today. Inspiration. Inspiration. Workout and get him ready for next weekend. Uh, But he's in to the Rams. I guess. Uh, So, moving on to a game that has huge – Beat the freak, the woman beater, allegedly, allegedly, gets to play. And it looks like he's going to get to play for the whole year, just as Tom Brady did when he was uh, hit with his suspension. So all those, like myself, who grabbed, uh, uh, what's, what's the dude's name, McFadden or Alf uh, during a draft off of waivers, don't worry, you, you won't need them. Uh, but for those like myself and Jerry and others who ended up getting uh, Zeke, I got him like in the fifth, sixth round. Uh, some once I started seeing him uh, drop that deep, I decided to wait a few times, and it, it cost me maybe once or twice. I think uh, JT grabbed him in one league where, and just before I got a chance to get him. But it looks like he's going to be playing the entire season. Odell Beckham Jr., however, uh, may or may not play this week. If he doesn't play, Brandon Marshall's in for a big game along with Evan Ingram. Paul Peterson or Perkins, a guy that Jerry was high on, the running back that Jerry has been high on, has not looked good at all. At all. Uh, But he's their primary running back. So we'll see what happens against Dallas' defense. Uh, I honestly think Dallas goes into this game and pulls out the victory um, in New York, especially, uh, excuse me, at Dallas, I should say, especially if uh, Odell Beckham Jr. does not play. Uh, That's a big, big cog because Brandon Marshall is a great receiver, but he's going to need some support or some help from somewhere. Uh, he really is. And uh, Ingram might be the support he gets, but Ingram's not a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver in a tight end's frame and speed. So, with that being said, who do you got in this game? I'm picking the Cowboys. Oh, and you, you know are I picking the it. Cowboys. Yeah, oh, I'm surprised that you picked the Cowboys, but I'm impressed that you finally decided to come to your senses. Um 
Dallas Cowboys got swept by the Giants last year. Um, Zeke had two of his worst games against the, Cow- uh, the Gi- Giants. Um, but I have to think that with a year under his belt and knowing what the Giants defense wants to, wants to try to, to do to him, I'm talking about uh, um, uh, Dak Prescott. Uh, and I meant to say Dak had his worst two games against the Giants, not Zeke. Um, that uh, Dak will um, find a way to get the best of the Giants in Dallas. So I like the Dallas Cowboys in this. All right, guys, we've got 60 seconds left before we go off air for the live session. We've got two more games to cover. We're going to do that in overtime, but tomorrow, check in at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Master Plan. JT plans to give you some of his fantasy studs and duds, uh, as he normally does. Uh, of course, none of them will be Texans. None of the duds will be Texans because he doesn't believe none of them are duds, but there are some. I um, give but, you unbiased well, opinion well, on wh- whatever well, player it is. And he does his thing. Trust me when I tell you, folks, I give you an unbiased Unbiased opinion. Unbiased. Uh, not sure about that. But we're going to keep it going. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, for those who are going to stick around listen or come back, listen to us in the archives. Next game, New Orleans goes to Minnesota. Now, I'm going to make an observation here, JT. During a few of our drafts, uh, I noticed that people were drafting Adrian Peterson before Mark Ingram. Uh, I'm not sure if they know something that that we don't know, but uh, this is a big game. AP might not get, you know, a lot of yards, but he's going to try to get in the end zone a lot against his former team, just to prove a point, I believe. Um, But why is it that people were drafting uh, him over Mark Ingram? Got any thoughts about that or theories? Absolutely. Um, And I've done it myself. Taking AP over Mark Ingram. AP is a Hall of Fame running. AP is a Hall of Fame running back. Hall of Fame running back. Mark Ingram isn't. AP's coming off an injury. I understand that. But AP's in an offense that he's never been in before. With a quarterback, he's never had a type of quarterback he's never had before. If, if it's not the first game, eventually AP's going to be the main back. Because he's just got that much talent. As long as he's healthy and he shows remnants of old AP, He's going to get the lion's share of the carries and, quite naturally, a goal line. Well, I, I can agree with that, but I don't know if he's going to eventually be the back uh, only because Ingram's a younger and, and uh, a versatile back. He's already th- the third down back. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I, too, want EP to uh, do well because I've been a few leagues, and that way he can uh, – Vulture some touchdowns from Ingram, but I got Ingram starting in the several leagues, so I need him to do well as well. Um, but in this game, 
you got the young Dalvin Cook, uh, along with Stephon Diggs and and Steven, uh and uh, Bradford. Not not Bradford. Yeah, and Bradford in there for Minnesota. And that defense of Minnesota is extremely difficult to run against. And, and passing is out there that too. How do you see Drew Brees and the Saints winning this game? I mean, I don't even know if I can pick Minnesota to win it. Um, but based upon the players and, and situation, i got to pick Minnesota. Your thoughts? Minnesota's got a better defense. Drew Brees doesn't play that well on the road. Um, his numbers go down just like Ben Roethlisberger on the road. Uh, even though it's a dome, um, I still think that uh, Minnesota uh, wins out in this game. All right, so let's move on to the last game of the weekend. Um, Chargers take on Denver. Denver just signed your boy, Osweiler, to a one-year deal. After letting him go, or not letting him go, after Osweiler signed with your Texans for huge amounts of money, was there for a year, and um, went to Cleveland, looked good in preseason, then all of a sudden he decides, no, we're not going to start you, we're going to cut you. Uh, I should say probably did that. And then Osweiler comes right back to where he belongs in the first place, in Denver. Different coach, different system, uh, but same players for the most part. Uh, the backup to Trevor Simeon. So if anything ever happens to him, Osweiler comes into the game. San Diego, they're dealing with so many injuries, it's ridiculous. Um, and that defense of Denver, uh, even though they lost or cut Mr. Ward, they still have a bona fide top three defense in the league. Um, it all depends on who you talk, really. But I got to put Denver in there. I just think San Diego is too banged up, even before the season starts, and they're lacking, uh, I guess, uh, a threat on the outside. Mike Williams, their first-round draft pick. I think he was seventh overall, if I'm not mistaken. He's not playing. Keenan Allen. If he plays, can he stay healthy? You know, Inman. Inman's a good talent. Are they going to let him play? Williams. You know, they've got talent. Then you go to the tight end, where it's, uh, it's Antonio Gates. And Hunter Henry, two very good tight ends. One's a Hall of Famer. The other is going to be very good. I just, I don't think they match up very well versus Denver. That's why I got to give the edge to Denver in this game. And look at this. It's a division rival game. What you got, JT? Uh, Philip Rivers doesn't have it. Has very bad games against Denver, whether it's home or away. And this game is away in Denver. Um, Denver has uh, got a new coach, and, and Mike McCoy's back um, with um, 
if I'm not mistaken, Mike McCoy is back with the uh, uh, Denver Broncos. Um, pieces have left the Denver defense, but I still think Denver has enough um, in the on the defensive side of the ball and enough on the offensive side of the ball to come out with this uh, victory. So I, I do like the uh, Denver Broncos to win at home on a late, 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 late night in um, Denver. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to bring us to the end of our show. I want to thank you all for listening to us, listening to Jerry's uh, his crying uh, game. Hey, you know, you, you're going to make me use a four-letter word I don't want to use, but that's okay. Thank you very much for uh, listening and bearing that. We appreciate it. Come back next week. We go over week number two. <laughs> you already cursed like three times already. Already, man. I'm like, geez, no Christmas. But anyway, I want to uh, thank everybody for listening to us. Come back next weekend, same back time, same back channel, and we're going to discuss week number two and review week number one. Again, tomorrow, Sunday, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's the master plan with JT. JT, tell the folks what you're going to talk about. Fantasy football, fantasy football, fantasy football. Going down each and every game, including the Monday nights, give you my starts and sits, and maybe some guys that may be sitting on that waiver wire that you may want to pull in ahead of time. Uh, may not, may not be. We'll see. Uh, but it's 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Each and every game, I'm not leaving anyone out. All right. Um, I'm not sure when the Canelo versus Golovkin fight is. I think it's uh, next weekend, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm going to do a preview of that. I think those two guys are actually very good fighters, and that's a fight I might actually buy um, because I, I think it's going to be worth my money. Um, plan to talk about that as well. Uh, and the fact that Bones Jones had positively negative test. So he's not out of there yet to the chagrin of some people. They're just no class. But we'll talk about that next week. I want to thank my co-host, JTATM Money. I love him like a brother. He just needs to get off that, that train he's on. Fantasy, sports, and politics. You wanna talk back, you in the right place So take a step back before I get all up in your face I know you got to live, you know I got mine But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line Your voice will be heard, sir Next caller, please And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree We're talking fantasy, sports, and politics With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.